This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Let's have a read of where we're going this morning. Matthew chapter 21, verse 1 through 11. Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. Not many days until Good Friday. Everything changes. Everything changes. And you've all sung it. Everything changes but you. If he can have Beatles, who is that? Who? Take that. Take that. Let's close in prayer. (laughs) Honestly, you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Right, let's get to the word of God. Matthew 21, verse 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with a colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples uh, went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. Verse 8. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And we pray again, as we always do, that the Lord might bless the reading of his word as we've shared this morning. As I'm sure you're aware, um, if you haven't already picked up on my slight, um, you know, whatever, what's that word? I think there is a word for that. I feel like you're almost with me this morning. <laughs> Have you noticed I've got room to roam as well? That's easy to say. Look at that. Isn't that exciting? Anybody else nervous? You should be. (laughs) You should be. Uh, Anyway, it it is Palm Sunday, just in case you hadn't picked up on those things. But um, as we understand now what's about to happen, Jesus is about to ride into Jerusalem. And the palm trees were, uh, the palm branches were cut from the palm trees. They were laid out on the floor for the donkey to walk on. They were waved around. Um, Some would say that it was quite a political thing to do at the time. It was kind of a political stance. Um, We all like politics, don't we? Anybody got an update on Brexit? I've got time. (laughs) There is no update, is there? There we go. Amen to that, brother. Please don't interrupt again. Anyway, so at that time, there was a huge amount, much like today, of political unrest. 
The Romans were ruling and many of the Jews were looking for deliverance from this harsh Roman Empire that were ruling with literally a rod of iron. The Jews had interpreted in the scriptures that the Messiah was coming and he was going to bring an end to this rule. Sort of an up the revolution moment. Well, that were big in my house, but <laughs> clearly not with you lot. Up, up the rev. No, okay. Anyway, but instead, he chose. Jesus chose a donkey. He didn't ride in on a war horse. Anybody notice that? He rode in on a donkey or a donkey's colt. Mum was there too, in order for the donkey to um, even allow Jesus to get on its back. Zechariah nine and verse nine. If you've got your Bibles, just turn to that. Um, you've got time because I haven't labelled it. Why is nobody else turning? If you haven't got a Bible, we have Bibles that you can have. You can have one free of charge. We don't charge for the Word of God. Not usually, anyway. Sometimes, it just depends. See, I'm waffling to try and get to uh, Zechariah. Anybody found it yet? How on earth could Zechariah know? How does he know? How does he know? Yet Jesus knows that everything's set up for him and he sends his disciples to go and to go and get this donkey that he knows will be there. We know that Jesus wasn't waging war on a Roman empire and a Roman rule. But he was waging war on sin and death. Isn't that incredible? He was actually waging war on something, but it wasn't against the Roman Empire. No, it was against sin and death. Jesus had come to save humanity through what he was about to do on the cross. Amen? Oh, wow. Come on, team, honestly. I've only been gone a week. At least you're all still here. You know what I mean? I'm joking. I'm joking. But as he enters Jerusalem, the crowd shout, Hosanna. They wave palm branches and they lay their cloaks on the ground for the donkey to walk on. They welcome Jesus as though he were this political liberator that they were so desperate for. My question to you this morning is how many times do we miss the bigger picture? How many times do we miss the bigger picture? We can see something playing out and we're like, yes, this is what we're after. This is what we've been praying for. This is it. And then it all goes in a different direction. And you're like, God, why? <laughs> are you, are you, hello? A bit like Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> now, there was obviously some crowd interaction last week. Um, and clearly, clearly it's had a major impact. Um, so no. All right. You, you've had your warnings. You've had your warnings. Honestly, we, we like oh, amens at the appropriate time. Other than that, stop it. If you want the microphone, you have to ask very politely. We'll give you a broken one. Anyway, so where was I? Hmm. They were after this political liberator. But you know, God always, but always, but always has a bigger and a better picture. And that, church, if we really grasp that, 
that would change our entire lives. And I mean that because so often my route is the way and I squeeze God into this little compact thing that I know that's life. And I squeeze him in. You'll fit in here. Don't go outside of this because I'm in a world of trouble if you do. And, and what I'm praying for is what I need. Like a genie in a bottle. Yeah? And God says, Matt, you haven't got a clue. You, you don't know. All you have to do, Matthew, is trust me. All you have to do is trust me. But God, everything's dropping to pieces. I look around me and it's dropping to pieces. Everything that I thought was going this direction is now going in this direction. And I've said and I've prayed about it and that's the route and and now we're over here. And he says, I know. Trust me. And I'm like, Lord, the box that I've got you in isn't really big enough for that. So I'm going to... I'm going to try it my own way. Anybody else tried it their own way before? Oi, oi, oi. I'll try it my own way. And I'll go down this route for a little bit. And then I'll realize that I should not have tried it my own way. And I'll look up and I'll go, God, what's happening? This is such a mess. (laughs) And he says, look, I'm not going to lie to you, Matthew. I would never do such a thing. But I told you at the beginning to trust me. And it appears you've gone your own route. Now, you can either trust me or you can go your own way. And I've had a go at this. Anybody else had a go at this? Not the trusting part, the going their own way. I've had a go at that. I've never seen it work yet. That's from experience. I mean, I'm only 22, but... um, Me and you, we're friends, Alan, I like you. But, but the truth is that when I, when I go my own route, I realize so very quickly, sometimes not as quick as I should, that this is not going to work. And you know, these people here were so desperate to squeeze God into this box, to squeeze this coming Messiah into this small box that said, let's take over, let's take back Jerusalem. And they had missed The whole picture where you and me have the opportunity at life. They didn't know about you. They didn't know about me. They had no idea about any of us. But you know who did? God. He knew about you this morning. He knew you were going to sit where you were going to sit, even though somebody's changed the front around. He knew exactly where you were going to be. He knew you were going to be here. And he knew full well that you were going to hear another one of those dreary Palm Sunday talks. It's very difficult for a preacher on Palm Sunday. What do you speak about? Palm Sunday. And everybody expects that that's what you're going to preach about. And expectation's a funny thing, isn't it? Because what I've learned is that I expect God to do so much, but it's what my mind thinks. So my expectations are obliterated constantly. Anybody else's? 
I expect God to do this, to do that, to do the other, and it be in my time, because I know best. You're all the same, so don't judge me with those eyes. But you know what I've learned? And if you're a writer down, this is a quote from me. It's not from the Bible, but put this in your Bible if you are a writer down of things. This is not what I say it's from me. It's not from me. This is from the Lord. Our expectations are based in the now, and God is in the forever. My expectations are based in the now, and God's in the forever. Because you know what? Every single month there is something that knocks me off my perch. You're the same. It might be every week. There is something that says, Lord, why have you done it? My expectations have been obliterated, not in a good way. I'm like, I wanted to see this, and you've done the complete opposite. And he says, Matt, your expectations are based in now. Just like they were here in Jerusalem, their expectations were that the coming Messiah was going to obliterate this Roman Empire. And the expectation was that. And God said, no, my plan is forever. My plan is for you. For Charlie, that's my plan. I don't even, I don't see Charlie in here. It's for Shane. I don't see him in there either, to be fair. But my, you see, God's plan is forever. It is for Laura. They didn't know. They didn't know you. They had no idea about you. They had no idea about Corrie. They had no idea about Alan. They had no idea. But God does. And you see, if God hadn't got his mind on the big picture, we'd be in a mess. Because we have only got our mind on now. I can only see how this could work or not work. I can only see that. And God says, no, I've got my mind on bigger things, on a bigger plan, on a better plan that includes all of humanity. The crowds were in the now, and Jesus was about to change things forever. The crowds were in the now, and Jesus was about to change things forever. The promised Messiah had arrived. They were seeing prophecy fulfilled. Jesus wasn't here for Jerusalem or just for the Jews. He was here in this moment, in this place, at this time, as we've said, for you. And that is mind-blowing, because it's just Palm Sunday. It's just Palm Sunday. Oh, we know what happens. It's a triumphal entry, and everything goes sour in just a few days' time. But the truth is that God had his mind on you, and if that doesn't impact you in some way this morning, I don't know what will. Because when you think about these moments... You think about history that's played out here, that God was thinking about you. Jesus had you in mind. Isn't that staggering? Because I barely have me in mind most of the time. You know what I mean? I struggle, like, what was it? I struggled to raise you from a nap. (laughs) I do struggle with that. You know, we, we, we have limitations, don't we? And we, don't, we sometimes think that we're beyond limitations, but most of the time we realize that we have limitations. But God is the Alpha and the Omega. He's got everything in control. That's too hard for us to grasp. But what we can grasp is that he loves you enough to think about you. We can grasp that because we know what that feels like. We know what that means, that loved one, that person that we care about, that whatever it is we're doing, we're thinking about them. 
Whether it be at work doing something, whether it be sat having a coffee by yourself, whether it be doing something that you enjoy hobby-wise, you're out and about doing it, but you want to share it, don't you? You want those, oh, you know what, Lola like this. That, that's the bit, isn't it? And God, Jesus had you in mind. There. Just there. In that moment, in that history, there. He knew exactly what his entry into Jerusalem meant. It wasn't a political takeover. He knew that the cross was coming. And everything that came with that, the whipping and the crown of thorns and the shame, the beating that was about to come. And he went because of you. You know that, right? He went because of you. And that's a bigger, that's a better, that's a forever kind of picture. And that's what God does. And what we have to do, church, is not limit him. Or try to squeeze him into that little box that we've got. Into our own circumstances and situations. But rather have our mind on the fact that he is bigger than all of that. He's able. And he will always bring about what's best for those who love him. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, which hopefully will be on screen. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. And we know, and we know, and we know. Should it be, and sometimes we know. Occasionally I think about it. Occasionally I'm convinced that. No, Paul says, and we know that in all circumstances God works together for the good of those who love him. You know, church, this morning we have an opportunity to grasp that there's a bigger picture. And even if those moments for you right now seem desperate and dark and sad, know that God loves you, that he will never let you go, that he has it in hand and it's a bigger and it's a better plan and it might not seem like it right now. But believe me, believe him, believe his word that when he says it, he means it. Amen? Let's pray and then we'll worship. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your word and we pray, Lord God, that as we think upon all that you have laid out for us, Father, may we just rejoice that you are in control of all things, that, Lord, you have a bigger and a better plan. May we just know, Lord God, that you uh, love us, that you care for us, that you want the best for us. And may we know, Lord, that even in the darkest moments that you haven't left us, that, Father, you're in control. And may we have that mind that says, no, God is in it for the forever. Father, bless us, we pray, as we worship and we close and we share now together. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.